Hello and welcome to this week's Parenting with Play podcast. I'm so pleased you're here because this week we're going to talk about a tricky subject for many people is how do you feel about saying no to your child? Are you perfectly fine about it and you just think children just got to get on with it? Or do you find yourself treading on eggshells because you just don't want to be mean and say no to your child or because you just can't be bothered to face the fallout that happens when you do say no because it can be dramatic, can't it? And sometimes it can seem like too much effort. So if that's you, if you do struggle with saying no to your children and you want to find out a better way of saying no, then tune in, keep listening, because that's what we're going to be talking about this week is the importance of saying no to your children and also how to say no in a way that strengthens your connection rather than disrupts it. But before we dive in, this is a reminder that doors to my online program, Annoying to Amazing, are about to open. So if you want to get into the nitty gritty of how to help your children with their emotions, how to transform that challenging behavior and how to get the support that you need in order to be able to do all of those things in a loving, connected, effective way, then head on over to annoyingtoamazing.com and sign up for the waitlist there. You'll be the first to know when the doors open and those on the waitlist will have the opportunity to get a special offer. So be sure to sign up today because parenting our children is really hard at times and we all deserve the support. You really deserve to get the support that you need in order to be the parent that you really know that you can be more of the time. So head on over annoyingtoamazing.com and sign up to the waitlist today and I really look forward to be able to support you directly and in a comprehensive way that you really can transform those everyday parenting challenges from annoying to amazing. I'm Helena Mooney and if you're wanting practical, respectful and effective strategies to help transform your everyday parenting challenges with connection and fun, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in. So how do you feel when you set a limit with your child? Do you feel perfectly fine about it? Do you feel that, you know, children really should just do exactly what you say? Um, because ultimately you are the parent and you are doing it with the for the greater good, you do have that greater understanding and that children really should uh, comply and um, agree. And just, and if they don't agree, they just need to get on with it. Or do you feel that you, you feel a bit uncomfortable sometimes that you feel that you don't want to be mean, you don't want to be harsh, you don't want perhaps curtail them, but equally, you, you know, you don't want to carry on with what's going on because it's not sustainable. Treading on eggshells around our children is not a healthy way of being, is it? It's not a sustainable, enjoyable way of being for you, certainly, and for your child, ultimately. And when you, when you can reframe limits in the way that I'm going to share today, it really helps to then be much, much more comfortable about saying no, because you can say no in a loving connected, compassionate, yet firm way. And for me, this is one of the greatest gifts that Aware Parenting and Hand in Hand has given me. It's given me a way of what I wanted to do because I knew that I didn't want to be horrible. I always associated limits and 
with being told off. I always thought, you know, if somebody says no to you, it's a bit like, oh, oh, that feels a bit yucky. You know, have I done something wrong or I shouldn't be wanting to do that or I shouldn't be doing that? And I've sort of associated it in a really negative way. And I wonder if that's how you have associated it too, because generally when people did used to tell us off, well, there you go, when people did say no to us, it was a form of telling us off. And then you just feel, oh, yucky. And so often then you try to be good because you don't want to be told off. It's horrible being told off, isn't it? And it's a feeling that can last with us into adulthood and affects then how we treat our children, how we want to treat our children. And so many parents then can feel that they don't want to say no because they don't want to give that feeling to their child and they don't want to contail their child's excitement and exuberance and exploration and sense of autonomy and all of those really, really good things. But it can mean that family life becomes challenging because of these eggshells, because of just not really knowing how to handle it better. And then often as parents, we get to that point of complete frustration we, well, to begin with, it can start off with being fearful of saying no, which can then lead to giving up, going, oh, it's just too hard. I can't do this. Okay, whatever. If that's what's going to make him happy, sure, just that's fine. I can live with it. So that's that sort of giving up stage, which is actually what many you know, people are afraid of, of becoming permissive. And then, but often then that's really unsatisfying. And it's unsatisfying for us as parents because family life is difficult. And it's also unsatisfying for the child because, you know, it doesn't feel quite right. And there's a disconnect between what the parent is saying, yeah, sure, or just letting go, whilst knowing that the parent isn't ultimately happy with that decision. And then it can lead to outright frustration and exasperation. And then as parents, just completely losing it one time, you know, just like giving up, giving up, and then losing the plot and snapping at the child. And it can seemingly come out of nowhere because as a parent, you've been holding onto it for so long, holding it in, trying to have all these strategies that you can just deal with it. And then ultimately it just becomes untenable and you just lose it at your child. And that's, that's not a good situation either. So it's, it's in all of our best interests to be able to say no to our children in a way that is compassionate, that does honour the child's feelings and desires and wants. And that strengthens the connection between you two, because often saying no, you know, if it's got that sort of telling off feel about it, it can actually increase that sense of disconnection between parent and child. And then that can often contribute to further challenging behaviour, because as you know, disconnection contributes to challenging behaviour. And that's really not what's wanted. So, I watched a beautiful video by the amazing Patty Whitfler, who's the head of Hand in Hand, when I was training with Hand in Hand. And I cried when I watched it. I found it such a profound thing because Patty, A, she's just a beautiful, amazing woman who has the most soothing voice that you just immediately relax as soon as you listen to her. Highly recommend you checking out anything online from Patty. And she explained setting limits in a way that just made sense that was just beautiful that was just like oh gosh really can we do that that's extraordinary so um I found it really profound so first of all when we say no to our children we're doing it for a really good reason obviously 
Um, you know, partly that is because we're concerned about their safety. You know, no, you can't run out in the road. No, you can't stick that knife in an electric socket or whatever it is that they're doing, which is clearly dangerous. Also, it's important to set a reason, a limit so that your family works well. We can't have one person doing whatever they want if it's detrimental to those around them. Because that's just not how cooperative families work. And as our innate state is willing to be cooperative, to be loving, to be able to work and interact well with each other, when somebody's not able to do that, and we're just going to talk about the child today, because clearly there's times when us adults are not able to do that, but that's a whole different subject. When a child isn't able to be cooperative or be mindful of others in the family, then that there's a reason why they can't do that. There's something going on for their child that means it, they, it's just too hard for them at that moment. So by bringing a limit, it's beneficial for the family to be able to work well together, but it's also beneficial for the child, which I'll talk about in another reason in another minute. It's also important, obviously, for your sanity. You, you know, it's important that your things are respected, that your boundaries are respected. And rather than allowing our children to run complete roughshod over and to just destroy everything that you've, you know, paid uh, and spent money on, it's important that that things work well and that your time and energy and things are respected and cared for in the family. So you don't need to give up your needs. And I think this is one of the things that parents do struggle with. And maybe you've struggled with this and we all struggle with this at times is how to balance our needs with our child's needs. But we don't need to give up our needs. And in the old days, it was very much children need to give up their needs for the parent need. The parents need dominated. And then at some point we sort of switched where it's become the child's needs have dominated but there is a way to have both parents and child's needs equally important. And this is how setting limits in a really loving way can facilitate that. And then there's reasons to say no for countless of other reasons. You know, no, you can't now start playing trains because we've now got to go and pick your sister up from school. You know, all of those reasons why you need to say no to your child. So how can we do it in a way that does help our children emotionally and foster that sense of connection between the two of you. So if we go to Elise the Salter's work and she's identified four key needs, four key emotional needs that we all have. Obviously, there's lots more needs, but these four, I think, help explain so much and help shape our decisions when it comes to our children and, and helping them. Firstly, it's a need for information which I'm sure you give countless of times, like, no, you can't play trains now because we actually, we need to leave in five minutes or we actually need to leave now. And you probably find yourself reasoning ad nauseum with your child <laughs> and thinking that, that it's just information that your child needs in order to be able to change their behavior. So information is necessary, but often that's not enough to be able to facilitate your, a change in your child's behavior. Another thing your child needs is a need for autonomy. 
So, you know, in the case of, no, you can't play trains because we've got to go to your, pick up your sister. So in that case, they're not having a sense of autonomy there because we're having to tell them that, no, they can't do that and we've got to go and do this. But then there's a way of weaving things in, such as, you know, you know, you can't play trains, but of course you can play trains when we come back or tomorrow. Or, um, you know, why don't you bring a train with you in the car? Or let's pretend to be trains while we go to the car. You know, and then there's waves of ways of weaving in a sense of autonomy for our children whilst we're saying no to the original activity. So giving the information and offering ways of autonomy and decision-making for our children, I'm sure you're doing really well in those times when you are able to think well. Um, But sometimes we focus purely on those things as a solution when we're setting a limit. The third key need that children have is a need for a connection, which is what we keep talking about in here. And when children have that connection with us, that means that they can work on any upsets they're having, but they can also, they're in a better position to think well. And when children can think well, then they can be more responsive to say us saying, no, you can't do that right now. They can, they can understand, they can grapple with that information and then they can make other decisions. So the fourth reason, the fourth key need that children have, which underlies how important limits are with our children is that they have a need for emotional release. And that release can come be in the form of laughter, which is why play is so fantastic. And it's also obviously in the form of tears and tantrums. So when we set a limit, if we've given the information, if we've given alternatives so that they can make some decisions, if we're you know, getting down on their level and we're offering our connection and they're still not able to see the reason, the rationale why we need to make those decisions or be more accepting of the limit or what, you know, finding these solutions with them, because it's important to engage children in that decision-making process, you know, to ask them, well, if we're not going to do this now, what else would you like to do? So it's really important. That's where the connection comes from to engage our children. If none of those things are working and your child is really reacting very strongly to you saying no, then it shows that there's an emotional reason underneath that's driving that behavior. Because I bet you've had times when you've said no to your child, like, no, don't draw on the wall, as an example. Actually, the example I have is my daughter at 10 months old. This is where I really found out about where parenting. And I say, no, stop banging on these glass door, uh, these glass mirror doors. And she looked at me, you know, and I explained why, why, why. But she's 10 months old. So her you know, ability to comprehend is limited. But she kept looking at me and then doing it again. And so I'm going, oh, my God, what do I do? So children... They need us to step in. It's like when your child, one child is hitting their sister or their brother or the dog or doing something and, you know, moving in rationally and calmly and saying, sweetie, don't hit your sister. You know, they know not to hit their sister. Um, and there's, there's so there's something going on for them that's driving them to hit their sister in this example. And that's when a limit is really, really helpful because we can move in to help our children with their emotions that's driving that challenging behaviour. It's a very different motivation to just moving in to just purely stop that behaviour. 
And that's what everything has sort of previously been set up to do is, you know, if you do that again, I'll give you a smack. If you do that again, you go into timeout. If you don't do that, I'll give you a reward. So it's focusing purely on the behavior rather than the emotions that's driving the behavior. And as I keep saying, emotions drive behavior. So if there's no point just focusing purely on the behavior if you completely ignore the emotions behind that behavior. So when we move in with a limit, we move in to help with the emotions that's, that's affecting the behavior. So yes, we go in and set a limit around the actual behavior. I'm not going to let you hit your sister. I'm not going to let you smash these glass mirrors, doors or whatever it is. So we absolutely go in and stop that behavior. But we're going in with a motivation to help because we understand what's, that there's emotions there that's, that's really playing out here rather than to punish and to purely stop that behavior. It's a, when we have a different motivation to move in, it affects what we do and how we are with our child. And so when we have that motivation to help, it means that we can move in gently, lovingly, even playfully, yet firmly and clearly. So we still want to stop the behavior, but we can do it in a myriad of other ways. We don't have to be harsh. We don't have to... Um, be punitive. And we equally don't have to give up. We can move in, recognize what's going on here and help our children. And so when Patty Whitflew in that amazing video said, you can say no in the same tone of voice that you say the sky is blue. It doesn't have to be no, or how dare you? How dare you hit your sister? What do you think you're playing at? You know, this is not what we do. Can you not see that it's hurting her? We don't hit in this family. You know, there's very, there's such charge around, God, as I'm saying it, I can feel the charge, you know, when I'm saying those things. Whereas if we just go in and simply and calmly and lovingly say, I'm not going to let you hit your sister and be there with them, it's a very different energy. And it affects a very different result. Now, your child is still going to go upset. Because in the case of hitting the sister, they they clearly got to that point where they're upset and their brain's not thinking well that's leading them to lash out at their sister. Something's happened that's leading them to lash out. So we need to help them with those emotions. So it could be that if you move in and stop a child from hitting somebody else, they're probably going to start hitting you or they're going to they're going to have a big reaction, a big rage, a big tantrum. And that's the time to then be with them and help them through that tantrum and that rage. And then it will generally turn into tears and then they can be they can be with you and you can help them move through that sadness. And then they will go off and they will play perfectly happily with their sister because they are no longer carrying the emotions that was driving them to hit them, hit the sister. It's not like you have to teach them not to hit their sister. They know not to hit their sister, but there's something driving them. So when you can help them offload the emotions that's driving them to hit the sister... Oh, they can then go and play so happily with the sister. I've actually got this beautiful video, which I rewatched for the first time in ages, actually, yesterday of uh, my help, me helping my two and a half year old son. He's now five. Um, and he was trying to hit, I think he actually did hit his sister with a wooden spoon. So I moved in and brought the limit and I got, then got his sister to video it while I'm then being with him and setting that limit and listening to the feelings. And A, it's so cute watching him when he was two and a half. But B, it was really reinforces because at the end of the video, he's then playing with the wooden spoon with his sister so beautifully, so happily, so lightly. It just 
is a really powerful example of how amazing setting limits in this way can be because it's helpful. It's not punitive. It's not disconnecting. It's genuinely helpful. And they played so beautifully together afterwards. So if you want to catch this video, that is included in my Annoying to Amazing course, which I had details at the head top of the show, which if you go to annoyingtoamazing.com, you can sign up for the waitlist because we're about to open the doors to that program. It's a really comprehensive program. It's brilliant. Um, and, and setting limits is a really, really big part of, of it. So moving in lovingly, setting the limits, saying no, and then listening to the feelings that come up as a result of you saying no is such a powerful thing to do. So in the case of hitting the sister, clearly there's emotions driving, in this case, George whacking his sister with a wooden spoon. But there are other times when you say no and you set a limit and they get upset, like, you know, no, there's no more TV. And, you know, that's often a big cause of it. And obviously children can get really upset about the immediate because they love TV. They want to keep watching more TV. And But by being with them, you can really help them, but you need to understand that by you saying no, they're not going to go, oh, okay, mom, that's fine, if they're, if they're full of feelings. Now, there are times I bet you've had and you said, no, sweetie, at the end of this program, that's the end of the TV, and they've, and they've been fine and they've been able to turn it off or to move on to the next activity really easily. And that's a sign that things are emotionally going pretty well for them. It's when they're really enraged and they really find it difficult to accept that there is no more TV, that's a clear indication that they need help. So when you set a limit, go in knowing that they need your help and that you can really help them. You don't need to tread on eggshells and your children will have a big reaction, but they will move through those feelings. And by them having that reaction, they offload those feelings that are upsetting them. It's a real release of feelings Oh, and it's so liberating and it makes life so much easier for you as a family because you, your child then is lighter and not carrying the stress around with them. So think of the term loving limit when you come in to say no. And I love this term loving limit. It's been developed by my mentor, um, Marion Rose. And it's it's a it really encapsulates how you can do that in a loving way. Now, there's going to be times when you can't do loving limits, when you're just like, right, that's it. We've just got to go. I'm done. I can't deal with it. And then you just need to you know, get through whatever it is that you're doing. But those times when you can be more aware about what's needed, you're sort of feeling a bit more resourced, you're feeling a bit like, yeah, I can handle this today. That's the time to think, okay, I can do a loving limit. I can just move in and go, sweetie, I'm not going to let you watch another TV program now. It's now finished. Let's go and do something else. And you can bring a play. You can be playful when you set those limits. You can go, are you writing on the wall again? You know, you've told them lots of times. If that's the case, I'm going to come and give you a massive kiss of you all over. And the reason why you can do it playfully is because you're giving your child what they need, which is a sense of connection with you. And to be playful in, in limit setting is incredibly powerful. And the more that you can do that as early on, the easier things are going to be because you're giving your child what, you, what they need. And if you're worried about using play as, if, as a reward, please listen to another episode that I've got about, you know, are you being are you rewarding your child by using play? You're absolutely not. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. The more that you can move in early and playfully, the easier it can become. Sometimes play is brilliant and it's all that's needed and other times it's not. And that's when you need to then bring the loving limit, bring your connection, bring your attention and your child will have a tantrum and a cry with you. They will then release their feelings. They will then move through and they will then 
behave and be amazing afterwards. By placing your attention on helping them with their emotions, helping them to release their emotions, their behavior automatically improves. You don't need to then dissect about what's going on and teach them not to hit their sister. They already know that. So you help them with their emotions, the behavior automatically improves. So it's a completely revolutionary way of looking at limits. It, it, I don't know what I'd be doing today with my limit setting if I didn't understand this. And this for me was completely new and extraordinary and has, has been such a gift to me and my family. So I really hope that this has given you a different way of looking at limits, given you a different perspective of what's going on for your child when they are being really challenging and to how to help them. Because ultimately you're helping your child when you can move in and help them with their emotions because it doesn't serve your child to go around hitting everybody it doesn't but you know it doesn't help them to just sort of give up and just go well that's how he is your child needs help they're clearly not thinking well their impulse control is gone and so you moving in in a way to try and connect with your child rather than to punish transforms everything and what you'll find is at the end of that experience your connection with your child your child's sense of connection with you is strengthened and what's better than that when your child to give our children that sense of deep connection with you through the really tough times when they're behaving at their worst and they're feeling at their worst what a gift what a gift for your child that you can do that all right, I could wax lyrical about this for quite some time, clearly, but I hope that that's given you a really good insight and to help you no longer feel that you need to tread on eggshells, no longer feel that you need to be punitive and harsh when you say no, and to look at, to reframe limits and that you can bring, as Marion said, you know, describe these loving limits, I think will really help to transform a lot of, a lot of problems. All right. As I said, if you want more help on this, because it is hard, um, it's hard to do it for the first few times when you don't really know what you're doing and is this right? And also it's hard because we've got our own emotions around it based on our own experiences of how we were treated when we were little. And chances are you didn't have loving limits done to you when you were younger. So it can be really hard to then know what to do and then actually do it in those challenging moments. So if you want some more help, annoyingtoamazing.com, come on over, sign up to the waitlist, and I'll be sending out information about this course very soon. Doors are about to open. And if you're listening it to another time, this is currently in February 2020, if you're listening to another time, go to annoyingtoamazing.com um, and waitlist for the next time that doors open. This is my most comprehensive um, all-encompassing course that has really helped transform how parents help their children in those challenging times and it's helpful for children and for us as parents and ultimately it really does transform those everyday parenting challenges in the family it, it really does help to explain what's going on and and show you how to do it and give you the support that you need so come on over to annoyingtoamazing.com and sign up and otherwise yeah take start to view limits in a different way view it that you're helping rather than punishing. And that in itself is such a transformation that will really help you, your child and your family as a whole. Okay, have a great week and I'll chat to you again next time.